He's making a list and checking it twice, but I'm the one who packs your virtue and vice. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode 109. Wow. The Christmas (laughs) episode. (laughs) Isn't that cop code 10-9? That means something. I don't know what. But yeah, we know 10-4. I know what that means. I don't know what 10-9 do means. Yeah, there's a, there's a something for everything after the 10. I think it was right up to 10. Well, 10-99. No, that's the IRS. Um, right. Well, they want you. Well, yeah, they want your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a 10-9 code. What is it? Tell me. It's a police 10 code. A 10-9 is repeat. So say again. So that's, we have to do this show twice. That's good. Okay. Except in Norfolk, Virginia, where it means arrived at scene. And yes, we have. I don't know why. The information you can find on the internet. But it's Christmas. We had to take that as a sign when a show day is Christmas Day and New Year's Day that uh, something special had to be done. Indeed. Hey, hey, Moose, how are you, buddy? Yeah, it's him. uh (laughs) He's insisting on sitting in my lap, which, of course, is like disconnecting my headphones. And so, yeah, it's very Christmassy. It's, he's learned the Ryan Bemrose, <laughs> except he has cats. You've got moose and it all works yeah. out. I guess it does. Yeah. You have a pet while podcasting. Now, I've got all your uh, Christmas shopping done and ready no. to go. No, no, no. you're close. No. And it's too late for most of the Amazon shit. So shit. So I have to get on the road. It is. I mean, I know some of the stuff they can still do in a day or two, but this time of year, it is absolutely insane. We ordered something from them and got two of them, which I thought was very strange. So there's oddities going on. <laughs> it's better than getting none because I am yeah. still waiting on that Taylor Swift vinyl that I ordered that the package originally arrived on Halloween. Whoa. Uh huh with cds instead of vinyl that is still going on a week and a half ago got an email saying well i have put the request in for the replacement to go out but as of yet haven't received anything their customer service at universal music which is the company that controls over 50 percent of all music sales all music artists horrible absolutely horrible oh yeah yeah. I guess um, when you're so big, you don't care. Also, you know, Universal was, uh, you know, few people know, but, uh, you know, there's quite a bit of mob influence uh, on the Hollywood studios. And Universal was like completely mobbed up way beyond Paramount or Columbia or any of those. So, you know, and then their music end was unbelievable. I mean, those guys invented payola and all that. Right. It's like, oh, so they probably just have a, 
you know, an innate fuck you attitude. Kind of. It doesn't matter how much people complain. And I don't because I've worked retail. So I'm not most of the time irrational. It's like, as long as you're going to fix it, I don't care if I'm not in a rush for something. I'm not going to be like, oh, I really, really need it if I don't. Yeah. Because working retail teaches you everything you need to know about the holidays. I would think, you know, it's funny because I worked at a bookstore. Now it is bankrupt and gone. I worked at Circuit City, now bankrupt and gone. Worked for Radio Shack, um, bankrupt, gone. <laughs> Holy shit, how long have we got with this show, Darren? You're, you're scaring me now. I'm just the telling you. Curse. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, people like, do not hire this guy. <laughs> Things are going to go horribly wrong if you do. <laughs> but I remember, and this is why it was hilarious listening to, was it the Gen Zer? that was complaining or the millennial was it that was oh no i have to work until five o'clock wasn't that yeah that was too much yeah like i remember around christmas i mean retail hours always suck but around christmas time i remember working at circuit city from bell to bell which would be around this time of year was probably like 8 a.m to 9 or 10 p.m at night but you know now kids oh no i have to work more than two hours in a row oh yeah when i was in college and a bartender in a hell of a wow what a place that bar was i worked uh christmas eve and my only advice is don't because you can you can only imagine (laughs) the people that had out to tie one on on christmas eve holy shit (laughs) they're not a happy bunch they are not they're not celebrating no by the way that was moose's snout that just hit the microphone so he insists on being in my lap hey we forgive moose he's a big part of the uh, show i guess he is yeah but dude, as long as you're not putting like little reindeer antlers on him or something i can imagine I would, that would I piss would, him off i would i would never humiliate him with that shit no <laughs> little christmas sweater no the most i ever have done to him is put a uh a big green bow tie on him in st patty's day that's it well he is irish he is yeah well he's french but claim he's irish all right now he wants to get down get out (laughs) he wants to go watch all of the holiday uh hallmark movies well since i'm in the basement about the best show he's going to get down here is watching spiders fuck in the corner (laughs) hey well that sounds like fun (laughs) (laughs) you know we appreciate the level of commitment you have for this show yes i used to do the show down in the basement but it was you know finished and nice and well this actually is finished but it's just packed with crap and it hasn't seen a vacuum in god knows when so it's you know <laughs> that's what it is it's anybody's guess what's in the corner exactly it's i'm a little bit worried if you start hearing other noises you might just yes. want to get out yes. while you can yeah but we appreciate everybody for listening to this show over the whole year and while we weren't really planning on having a donation segment because this is just an extra episode kind of thrown in and it's only being recorded a couple of days after the last live show that we did our buddy dale jr came in and he ruined all that with sending us a hundred bucks so god would everyone please ruin us constantly like (laughs) dale jr just did thank you sir we appreciate Mm. that he says merry christmas larry and darren thanks for bringing all the rage no thank you yes because if we just bring the rage and nobody listens, then we're like the crazy people walking around talking to ourselves. So we yep. appreciate 
I mean, there is so much stuff. There are so many podcasts out there. You know, I, okay, not the 4.5 million or whatever that are listed in the podcast index, (laughs) but the hundred and whatever thousand or so that do update every week. There's a lot of content that can be listened to. All of the stuff on YouTube, like our buddy Bandrew show, there's so much that you could be listening to. So it's always in honor. It is. And And there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of junk, but there's also, you know, you mentioned Bandra, one of the best. Uh, There's a lot of good stuff out there too. So we feel very, very flattered when you tune us in and download us. And tell all of your friends and review the show. Yes. So it is Dale Jr. show today. He is the executive producer on the very special Christmas episode, but also getting a great producer credit will be both Dame Jennifer Wita and Dame Slamey, who he did the call for way hey, we're doing a Christmas show. Send some audio. <laughs> Indeed, they did. And everybody else, including our buddy Chris, sir, 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 seat sitter. He didn't come in with anything. Uh, you know what? He's got a fairly new kid and sure, you know, all the Christmas stuff. So we can't we can hold him. Oh, excuses. But these ladies, you're right. But these ladies are extraordinary. I mean, they they both stepped up in a big way. And wow. <laughs> yes so. yes and i think i may have to do a um, a little bit of editing because dame jennifer doesn't mention where she works at first but then she does in the then clip you gotta clip that i heard that <laughs> yeah that's gotta go mm-hmm. like we don't want anybody getting fired because they're like yeah. hey i heard you right i heard you although if you're if you're superiors that's really a horrible word if your bosses <laughs> they're both horrible words really yes yeah, if the people at the company that can get you fired are listening to the show, then they probably won't mind that you sent something into the show. Right. That would just be my guess. Yeah. Loading up mix here. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. We're not recording live, so I don't have the whole soundboard and things open because it's like, oh, you don't need that. No. But we do because we have clips, which mm-hmm. it's loading. It's, I know. <laughs> It's, it's like this is a totally professional show. Nothing to worry about here. But let me make sure this is at the right level. And this, just let me know anytime you want this to, to be paused. But here is Dame Jennifer Weta. Well, I think she introduces herself with a holiday rage for the ages. Yes, it is. Hey, Larry. Hey, Darren. Dame Jennifer Weta of the Gypsy Nation here. And I'm going to share with you some of my rage at work. I work for the world's largest retailer who shall remain nameless due to legal ramifications. But trust me, you have heard of us. Uh, We have these start of shift stand up meetings and they're total bullshit. Part of their function is to foster a sense of inclusion. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I don't don't think she wants inclusion. (laughs) Inclusion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember those kind of meetings at. Circuit City at Radio Shack, not really because there's only like two or three people that work in a store. Yeah. But the Circuit City, everybody comes in. Let's all sit around. Let's all get a rah rah. Let's go. Let's beat all the people down so they give us their money and buy the cheese, which is the extended warranties, of course. You got to buy the cheese. Buy the cheese. Yeah. They make so much money on the cheese. It is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the best when they say, like, do you want an extended? warranty on a pencil eraser shit yes. like that i mean every everything now has the extended warranty so that yeah, that's got to be the cheese yeah 
and you are provided this now, whether it is shopping at Amazon or anywhere else that always comes up, B&H, anything electronic, they're trying to sell you that still. And most of the time, it doesn't even do much to help you. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're buying a product that's going to break within three months, maybe you shouldn't buy that product. Good point. I'm not a joiner. I'm here to work. Stop. Cut the bullshit. I love that. I, when I heard, you know, when I screened this in advance and I heard her use that phrase, I'm not a joiner. I thought, man, this is my kind of woman. She must be in the, uh, she must be a Lutfa. I think she is a Lutfa for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I've just, yeah, <laughs> not a joiner. <laughs> and it's like, it's an interesting thing. Cause I understand if you're running a company, you're like, you want everybody to feel like they're on a team, but the reality is you just need everybody to do their job. So yes, yes, there's a thin line in there mm-hmm. somewhere between just trying to, I understand wanting to be encouraging, but if it gets to the point to where it's distracting, because if you're working a long shift and most of the time, these meetings well, don't clock in until after the meeting, it's like, no, no, screw you too. Yeah. It's like, it's a waste of time. Oh yeah. I remember a few meetings at uh circuit city i remember one that i i picked up some burger king for breakfast this had to be the holiday season and there was a meeting and the night before was a little too much of a party just had to go and and throw up a few times then be ready for the day it's the best way to start a day of retail is early yes it's the it's the only way to start really I mean, yeah. it had to be the Burger King, though, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that was it for sure. Yeah, you have these startup shift stand-up meetings, and they're total bullshit. Part of their function is to foster a sense of inclusion. Go fuck yourself. I'm not a joiner. I'm here to work. Cut the bullshit. They have these safety tips. One of them is no earbuds. Go fuck yourself sideways to the rusty cactus. <laughs> See, I would like to witness her quitting this job at some point. Ooh. Everybody always wants to have that big moment. Sure. And sometimes it's better than others. I went back to Circuit City. I remember quitting Circuit City. And the boss that was really not everybody's favorite was not around the store manager. And it was the warehouse side manager that was there with was you know middle-aged lady and nobody had really a problem with her but i had just had enough because there was no coverage the other people had quit and they wanted you to work more hours and i just went and told her that you know i'm quitting and she's like well who's going to cover the department and i'm like technically that's your problem now not mine (laughs) and while i hate to do it to you it's still really not my problem and I felt, you know, kind of cheated. That would have been more fun to go out with the, you know, telling the guy you didn't like off, but eh, sometimes it's better just to get out the door. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you really want to take that to its, uh, to the limit, it, it would be, uh, you know, you'd be in the newspapers the following day with right. the title disgruntled worker burns down <laughs> circuit city. Exactly. <laughs> you know, opens fire with an AR, something like that. You know, it's, uh, here's your inclusion. Uh-huh exactly here's a flamethrower and then go for it in fact have you ever heard the word disgruntled paired with anything but worker or employee no i don't think so isn't that odd really 
always yeah, a you never hear like disgruntled student or disgruntled cousin or it's, it's always just a worker yeah there's a reason for it i guess and i mean nobody's going postal anymore because i don't think the people at the post office really work yes i think they they, they you're right well some do i mean i'm, I'm very fortunate I've, there's there's two post offices uh kind of i'm betwixt and between two and uh, the one that I use, uh, which is Westbrook, Connecticut, is really very pleasant. I mean, it's so it's like stepping into, you know, almost like a nice restaurant. It's very new and, and it, it doesn't have the typical institutional decor, you know, cinder blocks. And right. It's, it's it's I don't know, you know, how they do that. You would think that there's a template and they, you know, would have some sameness of this. This one is in the and So therefore, the people inside are pretty damn nice, you know, um, but I would say for the others. The reason nobody goes postal anymore is everybody's heavily medicated. That's right. Yes. That would make sense. And they, but they no. can't have their earbuds in because that would be dangerous. No, no, no. But I kind of understand that. I don't want to say that because Dame Jennifer might come and track me down. Yeah. But if you're working in a warehouse with large machines moving around, mm-hmm. I get where they want you to hear that, but it all depends. If you're in like one spot doing something and there's no danger of being crushed by a 10 ton forklift. Yeah. Then, yeah, I don't understand why, because you would just want to do something. And I think productivity would overall go up if people are allowed to have that little thing going on that they enjoy while they're working rather than, you know, droning on and on. Yeah, it's almost like a pressure relief valve, really. They thought it that way, right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. But then again, that's why I'm not a boss. Hmm. <laughs> I need to listen to something to keep my squirrel brain functioning properly so that I can actively do my job and do it right. They've also got this DEI woke bullshit. Ooh. Yeah, that's never, never good. Ooh. That's yeah. never going anywhere good. Never. Now, the only example they have ever given of diversity, equity, and inclusion is basically the golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. That's how you know this is woke bullshit when this is the only thing that they can come up with for that. Well, yeah, because there's a landmine around every corner when you're like, well, this is what we mean by this. Mm -hmm. Fighting racism by bringing more racism. It's very hard to put that down in black and white. Yes. Now, my job function at this company is that I work in the pack department. A monkey could do this job with one hand, 30 minutes of training, and still have the other hand to fling his shit with. (laughs) (laughs) She can turn a phrase. I love this. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She can paint a picture as well. Big time. It's absolutely true. Maybe this, I don't know. It explains me getting uh, two packages instead of one, but I can see that uh, that might have been at the UPS level, which is odd because these large companies now want to do their own delivery. So when UPS gets involved, you know, they're either overloaded or it's just packages that they don't want to deal with for some reason. Sure. That said, we need to hire more monkeys because my coworkers are fucking idiots. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. I, I've worked retail. I understand that. The oh, packaging yeah. algo is drunk three quarters of the time, so you're allowed to ignore it or override its recommendation. But these NPCs won't do this. They engage in poor practice packing processes that will fuck up the order by the time it gets to the customer. And what I mean is like, let's say you've got a blouse in an envelope and the envelope has a zipper closure and the zipper closure is broken the 
blouse is uh, like halfway out of the envelope. These idiots, because the algo says that you don't need to put it in a box or an envelope, will still slap a shipping label right on that fucking envelope that it's in and send it on its way. Yeah, I have noticed this more and more, mm. the lack of packaging. Yes. Which is an oddity. Depends what you're ordering. Could be embarrassing, too. But I had a case where we tried to order a lithograph for my dad that was autographed by, I think it was like 10 pitchers that have pitched a perfect game. So these were something that Steiner Sports was selling. I think they cleared them out by selling them off to Amazon. And it was not dirt cheap, but it was, you know, and I think it was like 150 bucks or something like that. So it was, you know, not super expensive, but not cheap. First one came in just thrown in a big box. And this was like a, you know, 24 by 24 or so. So it wasn't poster size, but it was a fairly large lithograph. Came in damaged. Told them, okay, no problem. We'll send you another one. Came in damaged. Oh, no problem. We'll send you another one. Came in damaged. They were Holy like shit. unable to ship this thing i guess maybe they didn't have access to a tube i know that's hard to yeah really so were they they were flat shipping them yeah they were just kind of barely throwing them in a box any way they could wow and i think we went through like seven of them and finally never got one that worked never never <laughs> they were all damaged this was one of these things where you know it was a limited edition like of a thousand or something like that and i'm like well we know that's a lot less thanks to amazon yeah because they all you know got creased and once a lithograph gets creased there's no uncreasing paper no no part of the reason this is a problem aside from pissing off the customers is that it clogs the conveyor belts that these packages go through one of the actual good safety tips that they have at work is that if you've got long hair you need to pull it up so that it's not going to get caught in the conveyor belts and basically scalp your ass Ooh. That would not be good. No, 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 no. That ruins everybody's day. Yeah. And their hairstyle. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That I, I can imagine that would, that's one of those safety measures that you didn't want to be around when somebody figured out you needed it. Yeah. Well, if it can pull your hair into the conveyor belts, those conveyor belts also can pull shitty packaging and product and stop the belts. Well, these idiots will keep throwing packages on the belt three, four, five deep when it stops rather than grab a tote and put the packages in the tote to set them aside. <laughs> okay. Good Lord. Yeah, this monkeys would have figured this one out. Definitely. Like, we're just going to keep throwing stuff. We see, we see right there, it's stuck. And there's packages on fire and horrible things are going on. And you're like, well, my job says I have to put it on the belt. <laughs> People are really fucking idiots. And I, I uh, had to go in the portal of hell yesterday, Walmart. And I parked my car. And the moment I get out of the car, a car one space over began with the alarm going. And to my surprise, there's this fucking clown sitting in the car on the passenger seat talking on his cell phone and of course he's doing it safely he doesn't have it to his fucking thick skull he's speaking into it you know like it's in his hand he's palming in his hand right like he's, he's talking doing, into a piece of pizza 
Yeah, which always bugs the shit out of me. Um, so, you know, I go on my merry way, and 20 minutes later, I come out of there, still going on. He's still <laughs> sitting there, still talking on the fucking like, phone. Wait, the car that he's in, yeah, the alarm's going off, mm-hmm. and he's having a conversation inside of the car. Correct. Doing nothing to silence the alarm. I'm thinking the guy was an escape mental patient, not actually talking. He may have been talking into a piece of pizza. like you know if you're on the other side of that phone call you're like what's going on yeah no nothing the alarm's just going off like do you not have the button to turn off maybe he was a really bad car thief maybe he was calling his buddy (laughs) so bad he was gonna drive it home from the uh, passenger seat yeah exactly (laughs) maybe maybe he was british maybe like what that was that was the bloody wheel right (laughs) fucking yanks I can't find the steering wheel. So he was a bad drunk car thief would be my guess. All right. I'm I'm still going with moron. Well, I, mean, I think they, they don't have to be exclusive. That's true. <laughs> Pisses me the fuck off because I'm like the only one who does this. And they're looking at me like I'm nuts. I'm the one with like five totes stacked up with packages ready to go so that they can just pick them up and take them to the shipping department. Fucking idiots. Like I said. Sounds like it. Now, the stuff that I actually pack. He's making a list and checking it twice, but I'm the one who packs your virtue and vice. Virtue. Okay, now there's a show opener. Right? There, that really is. That, it's a, yeah, it is. Absolutely. That is absolutely fantastic. If I see one more Christmas pajama set that's all cute and got little patterns and it's, you know, one for mommy, one for daddy, one for baby... One for your pet, I'm going to puke. I'm so wizard on that. <laughs> God, really. Especially when you get to the pet. Moose would be like, no way. Yeah. And you know what, Jennifer? You know why they've just ordered that shit. It's for the Christmas picture. They're, oh, gonna, yeah. they're going to um, subject everyone they know to an image of them all clad in those stupid get-ups and think, look how cute we are. Well, of course, it's the company that makes the uh, PJs that are pushing the idea that you need to take a picture with everybody in matching PJs. Yes. And really, that's good marketing. Unlike Bud Light, these people know what they're doing because people are buying. Yeah. Some years ago, I got I wish I'd saved this. I got a Christmas card from a guy I knew he was kind of like a. Uh, I wouldn't even say a mid a lower level producer. You know, he kind of cobbled together these movies that only the. The investors would see, you know, but he made a pretty good living at it. And um, I couldn't believe when I opened this card. It was a picture of him and his wife and his two kids all naked. What? Um, yes, naked, but they're <laughs> sitting on a toboggan. And so it's a shot from the side. So you can't see their privates. And they've all kind of got each other. You know, it's it was really fucking weird and unsettling and unseemly. Yeah. Was this guy related to Harvey Weinstein or something? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, we were he was kind of, he was more of a, you know, a business contact, business contact associate. I can't say that we were like buddies, but I was like, holy shit, this is a, this is a new, new Twilight Zone thing here, man. Whoa. Sounds like a Biden family Christmas card. Yeah, could be. Mm. Vice, the Santa lingerie in a six X. <laughs> oh my God, girls. Really, cut it the fuck out. <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. I missed something a little bit because I, I, I'm not quite 
getting what she's getting at the vice who is she talking about like uh marital aids or what's i'm uh, thinking there might be some things here and i laughed so hard i hit the button that brought everything back to the uh, beginning so i may have to scan through here a little oh dear i know (laughs) one of the actual good safety tips yeah the safety tips yeah you don't want to get brought into the conveyor belt right and put the packages in the tote to set them aside right pisses me the fuck off because i'm like the only one who does this and they're looking at me like i'm nuts i'm the one with like five totes stacked up with packages ready to go so they can just pick them up and take them to the shipping department fucking idiots like i said i think we're getting back to the singing part i like the singing now the stuff that i actually pack He's making a list and checking it twice, but I'm the one who packs your virtue and vice. Virtue, if I see one more Christmas pajama set that's all cute and got little patterns and it's, you know, one for mommy, one for daddy, one for baby, one for your pet, I'm going to puke. Vice, the Santa lingerie in his 6X. Oh my God, girls. Really? Santa, what is Santa that? lingerie in a six X. So big girl six lingerie, okay. big girl, big girl. Okay. Got it. She All does right. not want to see any more big girl lingerie. Okay. I am not saying I'm against that. No, no. Get the fuck oh. out. I'm a big girl. <laughs> yeah, right there. This is really, she has to be in the, uh, the Lekva category. Okay. Vice, the Santa lingerie in a six X. Oh, my God, girls. Really, cut it the fuck out. I'm a big girl. For my height, I'm what the doctors call morbidly obese, but I'm not, like, big enough to get my own special on TLC. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking 6X, you may be at that point. So if people are ordering that, I mean, they're like, well, I'd like to order it. I'd like it to be a little roomy. But it'll send a lingerie and a 6X. Thanks for the fucking visual. My God. (laughs) See, that's something you don't want to see on the next Christmas card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That they make it in those sizes. That people buy it in those sizes. Mm. But thank God we don't have to get the visuals. But if anybody wants to, I mean, you could always just send your uh, pictures to Dame Jennifer on No Agenda Social. <laughs> she would highly appreciate it, I'm sure. Then we've got the regular customers. These are people who order something like every single day and it's one item a day. And because I've got the shipping label, I get to know your name and what town you're in. Oh, people go outside, get a fucking hobby. There's more to life than shopping at my retailer. And yes, we do judge you based on what you buy, by the way. So like, let's say somebody's got this pattern tracksuit that's really fucking ugly I'm sitting there thinking, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't wear that to watch dogs fuck. <laughs> well, there's my basement with those spiders fucked. So. Right. I'm like, wait, wait, though, no, but what kind of outfit do we need for to watch dogs fuck? I don't know. I'm don't not know. I'm not up on that. Yeah. But I used to be the guy that was getting Amazon packages every day, but they were sending me free stuff, so that was different. That's different. Way different. And uh it is at this time of year, I give people a little bit more leeway because you order something for somebody sure. and then you're done. And then 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, wait, I need this, too. Yeah. So I understand why right now that may be a little bit more accelerated. But, yeah, otherwise, try to get all your orders in in one relative order, unless you just really want to see the Amazon delivery driver. 
Yeah, there's that too. I'm sure that's a it's an element. Then there's the general shit that pisses me off at work. Henry Rollins, in one of his early stand-up routines, talks about time murderers. And these are people who, in his example, are at the airport who are killing you, but only a minute at a time <laughs> because they are being really inefficient and really stupid, and they're keeping you from doing what you need to do and getting where you need to go. Oh, yeah. There's lots of people like that. Oh, yeah. I, one of my first episodes was I called the Time Bandits. Same thing. They're, they're stealing your life from you, really, if you think about it. I mean, the beauty of buying online, though, is unless you really, really need it quickly, you just forget all about it until it shows up at your door. Yeah. Ordered some Mucinex for the wife who's coming down or has a sinus infection, it would appear. Mm-hmm. And they had the Mucinex there by the next morning. It was like delivery between 4 and 8 a.m. And I'm like, man, I feel bad, kind of. Yeah. For the delivery drivers working between 4 and 8 a.m. But sometimes you just need stuff quick. You do. And what's that about Henry Rollins stand up? I thought, is he like the black flag kind of punk guy? Yeah. He does stand up too. I know he's done a bunch of spoken word stuff. I would guess that can right. kind of qualify. Okay. It's the time murderers. That would be a lot of those would be also, they call themselves podcasters. Have you heard some of the yeah. shows out there? <laughs> They're killing the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. So my time murderers at walk at work are people who mob the time clocks. You know, you can just walk out and immediately put in a missed punch in the app, right? I mean, you can't do it every day. You can do it maybe once every two weeks before HR says something about it. But you can do it every now and again. I did it just last fucking night because I didn't want to wait for the idiots to clear out the time clocks. Yeah, I can't see it. There's been a long time that I would have had to work a job where you're waiting for people to punch out. Yeah. But I thought there was an app for everything. I'm surprised all of these big retailers don't just have a chip that put right into your neck that yeah, really you walk into the building, you walk out. Sure. It's going to be coming any day soon. Yeah. Would be for, well, be for your convenience, really. And your safety. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. way, if you got seen, no, but if you had the chip, maybe you could wear the earbuds because then the big 10 ton moving things that are moving around the warehouse would be like, oh, wait, there's a person here. Well, there you go safety first i don't like the way you're thinking (laughs) it's a dystopian future it is now it is now it is slow walkers if you're six foot three and being rapidly outpaced by my oompa loompa ass you're going too slow speed it the fuck up and let the rest of us get out of here then we got security security where i work is bullshit They've got these gates that look like metal detectors, but aren't actually metal detectors. They just randomly go off to send you through secondary, which is an actual metal detector. So it's like a game. Yeah. You just randomly get chosen. It's kind of like the TSA, I think. Mm-hmm. You randomly chosen for the full strip search. Congratulations. <laughs> now, I have had times where I've had to go through the actual metal detector. And I'll take everything out of my pockets, take off my belt because it's got metal rivets. I don't have to take off my shoes because they're composite toe and not steel toe. But I've gone through taking everything off, including jewelry. Beep! Ma'am, you need to take off all metal. Well, my bra has an underwire. You want me to strip down for you? What the fuck? Maybe they do. God. You never know what the... That's probably the high point of their day. Yeah. At one time where... The guy says, your jacket says racetrack. Is that your second job? 
racetrack, in case you don't know, is one of the gas station chains out here. Holy shit. <laughs> None of your business, run a cop. Let's move this shit along. Come on. Really? <laughs> Amen really? to that. Amen. Yeah. It's like um, everybody's a fucking cop, man. It's just so annoying. It was probably trying to be cute. A lot of people try to be cute and they're not actually being cute. Never. And these bag checks that they do at exit are total bullshit. We have clear bags that we are required to carry our stuff in, but they don't actually go through the bags. You just hold it up and real quick, turn it one way, turn it the other way. Okay. Thank you. You're good to go. Now, the reason this is total bullshit is because there's nothing like this at the entrance when you're coming in. So, like, you could be packing heat and come <laughs> in, and the only security mm. check you've got is you got to swipe your badge to get through the little gate. Well, it's not necessarily a bad thing to be packing heat. <laughs> I'm sure the company probably uh, frowns upon that. Probably, you would think. This feels like walking into a sports stadium now like it has to be a clear bag we have to see what's in it but you know there is absolutely no privacy and you know it really it is it's big brother all the way around and it's interesting that there are no metal detectors going in it's like that seems lack of security ish they're they apparently they're not paying attention to the d word disgruntled right (laughs) they're only worried about people stealing stuff they're not worried about somebody coming in and shooting the place up yeah. So that tells you the stuff is more important than the people. Always. Makes no fucking sense. It's just security theater. Well, yeah. Yeah. A lot of things are theater now. God, yeah. Now, once you get through this bullshit security and get outside the building, get to my car. Time murderer. The next shift is coming in looking for parking spots, cruising the parking lot. They see my reverse lights on, but they won't let me pull out of my spot. And it's like, hey, idiot, I've got a really good spot right here, right by the fucking doors. And you're not going to let me out so you can take the spot, moron. And then once I do finally get out, there's the lemmings in the crosswalks. And what I mean by that is people who will come down the steps at a run run past the cars that are parked waiting for their people that they got to pick up and right into the lane where I'm driving my five to seven miles an hour. Now that's not a lot, but it's enough for me to hit you if I can't see you when you're coming. And I've had a couple of close calls because of people like this. It's like, did your parents not teach you idiots? Look left, look right, look left again, and then fucking cross stop (laughs) this is i I don't i don't know what part of the country jennifer is in but i'm you know that was my one of my great complaints about southern california um in new york from birth you were taught you look both ways before you step off that curb and fuck the light light is meaningless the trap the light may be say red but that doesn't mean anybody's stopping. Right. Right. <laughs> Those cars could still be barreling in. Right the fuck through. So you just forget the light. You just go when you think you can get across that street. You know, and in L.A. It was never that people. And you would read about this. You know, people just they would literally step out in front of a fast moving car. Like, well, he has to stop. That's the law. You know, and, and you know, when they're fucking rolling him into a gurney. Right. You know, with a with a neck that's broken in three places. But it was the law. Right. When you're, when you're 20 feet in the air after you've been slammed yeah. by a truck. Yeah. It was fucking unbelievable. 
Yeah. All you're thinking is he was supposed to stop. Yeah. Right. But your day just got a whole lot worse. Oh, there've been a lot of crimes in the Amazon parking lot, which there's an Amazon fulfillment center, not too far from here. Mm. So I don't think they have any security at all. Again, in the parking lot. Why? Why would you want to? They're just your employees. They're just your employees' cars. With all the money that goes through those places, it's interesting that you could just walk on in. Nobody cares. As long as your stuff's in a plastic bag, as long as your AR 15's in a plastic bag. (laughs) No, that doesn't sound right at all. Oh, my fucking God. I'm getting too worked up here. So in closing, your obsessive shopping is aggravating, but it keeps me in a job. So please, general public, continue to add to your cart. Larry and Darren, listening to your podcast at work helps me stay sane. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing what you do. Warmest regards, Merry Christmas, and God bless you both. Well, God bless you for one doing the job. Yes. I guess she found a way to listen at work, which is good. Mm-hmm. Which explains why there hasn't been a disgruntled story about one Miss Dame Jennifer and um, no. the employees with uh, that don't seem to be up to snuff. But yeah, well, yeah, that's it. That's a pretty much universal lament, I think. Really, yeah, it's the, these days anyway. Exactly. But Nobody wants to work. Yeah. That was that was epic, and it was uh, it was great. Just a wonderful rant. Thank you, Dame Jennifer. <laughs> We'll say, well, yeah, once I get, I have to go, once the holidays are over, I'm going to try ordering the mugs once more, hoping uh, that they show up, uh, not destroyed, but I think I have one or two that are decent. Dame Jennifer deserves a mug and a mouse oh, pad and, yes, and, indeed. and some kind of, uh, reward mm-hmm. for some she epic does. holiday rant. And I, I feel her pain. I worked the other side of that in sales, which. I don't know. I don't know which side is worse. I mean, we have our buddy now, the fabulous Ryan Bemrose doing delivery. We have Dame Jennifer giving us the story from inside these warehouse and packing centers. And I've worked selling the stuff on the front lines. None of them are enjoyable because people are such dicks. That's never changed. Never. Not going to change. People have unreasonable expectations. We do. So the best you can do is kind of just grin and bear it, I suppose. Yes. And I will say, I think the dickism is uh, somewhat regionalized because, uh, you know, there are a lot of dicks in Southern California and uh, various places like that. When you kind of go, you know, into the, um, oops, that's Moose's head on the mic again. (laughs) (laughs) When you go into the, into, into the South, anyway, I find people are far uh, less dickish. Yes, they are nicer. Generally, it seems they are nicer. They are. Maybe it is that everybody might be armed. Maybe. Or maybe it is just that mentality. There's a reason that when you had a problem at Home Depot, they sent you into the deep south for a customer service rep. With Blanche, the fabulous Blanche. Yeah, she was great. And for me, that was the same thing with Lowe's when they wouldn't take the credit card because it hadn't been used in years. It was a very southern sounding woman. And I'm thinking there's something to that. Maybe. Yeah. They're maybe like, get a bon- maybe, maybe when they recruit. They pay more or something if you are from the South. Maybe that's it. They're like, do you have a pleasant demeanor? Do you have a disarming voice? Maybe. Maybe. It's worth money. We also have some holiday wishes from Dame Slamey. Oh, boy. This is is also epic. (laughs) The rage with the dames, if you're not familiar with the 
titles of dames. Those come from the No Agenda show, a show that I would say if it wasn't around, this show might not be around. Probably not. And once you get to a certain donation level, yes, you get to be knighted or damed. So there is lots of dames out there. A lot of people might be like, why do you keep calling these women dames? That's kind of rude. <laughs> Thinking back to like the Sinatra era, like we got some dames. Yeah, but that, I think that's such a, I mean, when I, when I envision a dame, it's almost like a dame is uh, a little more zoftic and like a 50s pinup girl. You know, I don't think of uh, the pointier ones like the, uh, you know, the Lemas or whatever is dames or chicks. Dames have, you know, they've got some real curves going on there. And that's cool. You've got to write a book. You've got to like your own dictionary. So we can. I do. I do. You know, you think you think of, uh, you know, uh, Marilyn Monroe or uh, Ava Gardner. You really don't think of them as chicks. Those are dames, right? Yeah, I would go with that. Yeah. And this is Dame Slamia, who I think uh, is going to be right up there with the same level of rage. It's just in a different, pointed in a different direction. It is. Plus, Dame Slamy has kind of a vocal spin that's uh, rather unique. Happy holidays, Darren and Larry. Dame Slamy here bringing the winter cheer or some horse shit like that. Sadly, I don't have a killer holiday rant for you because most of my shitty holidays were caused by my ex-mother-in-law. That fucking bitch does not deserve my oxygen. She just deserves my fist in her face repeatedly. <laughs> that, okay, disgruntled. 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 <laughs> yeah, you don't like the, uh, the bad in-laws are no good. No bueno. No good. No. So I only have good tidings, and I'm wishing you and yours a kick-ass Kwanzaa, a cheery Chanaka, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, that bluesy roll she gets in her voice. Dame Slamy. <laughs> I liked it. It's great. Yeah. It does have that blue. Oh yeah, you got trying to do the whole Fletcher thing as everybody learns. Oh. You try to do Fletcher. Well, I mean, not try to do Fletcher, but that's not wrong either. But when no. you try to scream like John Fletcher or do the yeah. Alex Jones voice, you very quickly are like, I need to uh, need to have some liquid. You're going to cough, going to do some bad things. Yeah. Yeah. But the rage is real. I mean, I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't really have any uh, bad Christmas stories. I mean, there's some funny ones, I guess, like when the eggnog was bad i was never happier not to like eggnog than that was years and years and years ago yeah probably when i was like 14 or somewhere in that range mm. at the grandmother's house the eggnog was bad and then all the cousins start throwing up so i mean it was fun oh, good oh good I, I always found eggnog repulsive myself yeah there's not a whole lot of redeeming qualities of eggnog i mean there's way better liquors out there if you want to have a drink but what is it i mean are there eggs and eggnog does anybody know i think so i mean it's like a dairy mixed with some kind of booze what is it like a bourbon or something like that rum rum some reason i think it's rum and egg i could be wrong but um i mean i guess it's just the hey whatever you got i don't know but just the look of it you know yes like milk in a bowl or something it just it's 
it does not look much different coming back up. I can report that. <laughs> ew, ew. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It is not good. Those were the good old days of going down into the city of Chicago. Yeah. Now the area where my grandmother lived. I don't know if you'd want to be going down into uh, into that area on the south side of Chicago. Ooh, okay. That's where my parents grew up in the backyards of Chicago. Oh boy. Where it's a uh, it's a little rough and tumble, mm. but they had the, you know, it's the multi flat home. So there was a big basement where the train set was still there from my dad's uh, father who had long passed, long gone, and that was down in the basement with an old piano. It was a always very weird because mm. it was such an old house, and it was like always the. Uh, cousins and I like going up into the attic because it's like, ooh, what's up here? Yeah, sure. It's a spooky old house. And then, you know, towards the end there, some, there were times you could hear gunshots and that kind of fun thing. But uh, that's, yeah, yeah. again, mm. Chicago, that's why we report every uh, normal planet rage what's been going on as far as the gunshots. But we're giving it a rest because it's Christmas. Yeah, we're right. hoping they're giving people are giving it a rest too. Don't go shooting each other. Yeah, yeah, don't do on christmas and at some point you know i was like when i don't know it's one of those things where i can't really even point out like one christmas gift a lot of people like what was the uh, best christmas gift you ever got or your one christmas memory i'm like i don't know i don't know i just i guess don't have a very good memory when it comes to those sort of things i mean i've heard the stories of when i was a kid in my room was the entrance to the crawl space, which was, you know, maybe the doors, you know, they were high up on the walls, maybe like four feet up for you to open the doors and then get into the crawl space. Oh, wow. And I, it's very weird. That is weird. Cause only the, the attic crawl spaces I've seen, the doors are always on the floor and only maybe, you know, three feet high, something like that. So these were above yes. like waist level. Yes. Wow, that's different. So you had kind of have to climb up into it. Because it was the split level house. So I'm guessing that where, you know, the oh, okay the yeah. storage is, is kind of over the kitchen, but it's next to yeah. the bedroom. And my parents tell the story of that's where they used to hide the present. So it's really good. I was a very deep sleeper because they had to come in mm. and haul all that stuff out of my room really? after I was asleep. And I'm like, well, that's no fun. Yeah. I would have only known where are your presents right there never really paid attention they had a big like rug you know or something tacked up over the doors just to kind of try to hide them because it was a weird again weird way for the the whole thing to be put into the house but it's like i know i never looked there Hmm. right there i was dumb well just uh, not inquisitive about uh, what's in there and maybe you thought it was something you know like i would think there'd always in crawl space there might be some critters demons demons or critters or something stay out loud you know, yeah, both. And yeah, every I think they had it, although I think that was in another part of the uh, the attic. They did have raccoons at one point. Those are no fun. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are no fun at all. Yeah. But once you get to a certain age, it's kind of like it's more interesting to try to buy presents for people than what you're getting, because it's I don't know. You get to that point where it's like, what do you want? I don't know. Nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing. Yeah. What do I need? I mean, you can only have so many microphones. <laughs> That's where <laughs> not, I've gotten not, a lot not of according them. to Bandrew. True. True. Bandrew has more microphones than I do. 
but I've got the ones that I wanted. And a lot of those ended up being Christmas or birthday presents just because I was like, I don't know what else I want. That's how I wind up with the Shure SM7B, the Electro Voice RE320, the Electro Voice RE20, the Heil PR40, the Lewitt. Wow. You are armed to the teeth. Wow. Yeah, I have way too many microphones. Way too many microphones. You can only really use one at a time. So true. There is yeah. that. True. Now, you brought this very classic clip from Chevy Chase from Christmas Vacation. I saw that was listed the other day somewhere. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that in so long. Maybe I should mix this in with all of those Hallmark and Great American Family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have to. It, I'll and, tell you another and, one. I, I think I told you I bought, uh, you know, I did buy a TV for my kids because they have to watch all that Hallmark stuff. Yes. And um, last night we viewed. Um, Home Alone, which is a Christmas movie and a pretty good one. I, you know, I haven't seen that in, I don't know, since it came out, I guess, a long time ago. It's a pretty damn good movie. Pretty funny. It is so. a classic along with the one where he gets the Red Rider BB gun. Oh, yeah. The, the Gene Shepard thing. Yeah. Christmas story. That was good. I mean, some people still can. They, there's arguments on whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I know. Like, if really, it's not a Christmas movie, but there's a Christmas theme, so it's kind of Christmas adjacent. Yeah. But it's yeah. amazing how many of those Hallmark and the other companies that are right up there with them, how many Christmas movies they can put out in a season. Sure. I have a great recommendation for you for a Christmas movie that's not a Christmas movie, but it's kind of a thriller with a psycho killer. Ooh. It, was really, it was really well done. Um, and like Home Alone, John Candy had a small role in it. He was a, he was a bank teller. And the main guy was Christopher, Christopher Plummer. And who the hell else? I can't remember. But, the, but the, the film is called Silent Partner. And it happens at Christmas. And it mostly happens around, I think, a, a mall. Uh, it's, really, it's a really good movie. Check it out. Nothing like a little horror on the holidays. Yeah, yeah, it's excellent. <laughs> Although if John Candy's in it, it's probably not hardcore horror like. Uh, well, it's 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 pretty. It's it can be pretty gruesome. I mean, it's it's not like Gorn or anything like that, you know. But um, it's a it's a damn good movie. I think it was shot in Toronto or something, maybe Canadian. Um, but yeah, it's not play. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, no, it's not that. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but here is yeah. Chevy. I think a lot of uh, people eventually get to this point on some holiday. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, <laughs> stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? I wonder if Fletcher's related to a Chevy Could Chase. Could be, huh? Yeah, really. Very similar <laughs> delivery. Great manic tone in that voice. It was wonderful. Yeah, Chevy had his moments. He did. When comedy was still comedy. When comedy was still comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other movie I haven't pulled out in a long time would be Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Nothing yeah. better than a down-on-his-luck mall Santa. Yeah. Hopeless drunk. 
that goes in to try to rob the family. I mean, it was just, I, I don't know why, but the line, uh, when the kid brings him home, the, the clueless kid that he's bringing the mall Santa home to rob his house. And he's like, well, you, you home alone? Well, no, my, my grandmother's here. His grandma spry. <laughs> there was some just, there was some great one liners in that movie. You know, like, Oh, Santa loved a woman that wasn't clean. And then the kid's like, Mrs. Claus. No, Mrs. Claus's sister. It's like, I mean, there was, yeah, really, <laughs> there are some lines that see now that I remember. I don't know why my own Christmas is. They all just kind of meld into one another. That one is highly recommended as long as, you know, the there are not discerning youngsters who would definitely be triggered. Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. With bad Santa. Those are the ones that have to stay with the very wholesome Hallmark type movies. Yeah. Although there is one actress, uh, Canadian that I had not seen before that was in a bunch of these movies named Merritt Patterson, who is quite pointy, which makes the movies a whole lot more fun. Hmm. I'll have to look her up. Merritt Patterson. Good name. Like just saying, if you're going to watch those kind of movies, you may as well get a little bit of uh, a little bit of window dressing. Absolutely. Tis the season. Yes, it is. And that's why we're taking Christmas day off. Well, you may be listening to this on Christmas day. If so, don't uh, don't become disgruntled. Have a good Christmas day. <laughs> we will be back with our next live show. What did we figure out? That would be on the eighth. I think you said eighth of January. Because yes, next week is New Year's Day, so everybody can just go enjoy time with family. Try that. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's family's different. You know, you got the Dahmer family, you got the Manson family, mm-hmm. but try have fun with somebody's family. It, they don't have to be your own. Yeah. You know, when I, when I moved to uh, LA, um, I was working for this, uh, huge magazine company and it was just, just, uh, everybody's heading home for, you know, or heading out of there for Christmas. And I had no family in LA at all. And somebody was a bunch of people at the elevators and they go, what about you, Larry? You, you heading home to the family? And I said, yes, the Manson family. (laughs) Nope. Nobody laughed. Nobody laughed. And I thought it was, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, that, if I'd said that in New York, I'd have gotten your reaction or Chicago right. for that matter. Right. <laughs> you know, people there to stone face like, oh, my God, is he serious? Right. Well, that's <laughs> it. That, was, see, the that was the you problem. Know? They didn't realize it was comedy. They're like, really? You know? Yeah. They're like, yeah. we have to think twice about this guy now. Exactly. Yeah. Always think twice. That's always a good idea. <laughs> if, yeah. yeah if, if you didn't, if you, everybody didn't have the same reaction that I just had that they probably shouldn't be listening to this particular no. show or any show. Though that's true too. It should probably be lobotomized. <laughs> they should be, no, should be listening to Keith Olbermann. Oh yes. Show. Oh yeah. The guy who's living in dimension B <laughs> and David Pakman, go listen to those guys and they'll just yes. spoon feed you the biggest lies. I yeah. mean, it, it's going to be fun. never be funny. Not even for a second. No. And when we see what's going on in the world, that's why we have to do the show. Things like Donald Trump being taken off the ballot in Colorado. Fuck Colorado. Uh Uh-huh. If that's our Christmas wish for everybody in Colorado, fuck everybody in Colorado that's not doing something to rectify that situation. Indeed. It's like the country is not going to go well. Yeah, this kind of stuff. It's like, well, he took part in an insurrection. It's like, well, where's where was that? where was he convicted? Yeah. 
Oh, he wasn't. Oh, mm. like Merry Christmas, everybody. Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, last minute Christmas tips for everybody? Um, I really don't. Other than to, uh, I, I will actually post my Christmas episode later today. How's that? Finally, be it won't be Wednesday or thereabouts. It's going to be Wednesday today. So uh, tune it in. It's the it's the fantastic legend of Larry's electric blue Christmas star. For people, people always say they prefer the story, story um, episodes of my show the best. And this is a story you're going to dig. Yes. Well, you are an epic storyteller. Oh, thank you. You have the right voice. You know the correct pacing. A lot of people, when they try to tell stories, it breaks down. You're like, well, what you're saying is interesting, but they don't know how to deliver that. And I think this is the problem we're going to have more and more because children aren't being taught how to communicate verbally. well, that's the AI will do it for them. Just True. CSP. They can, you can just text your story to your yes. AI and then it will deliver it in audio form for everybody else to listen to it. Maybe yeah. we're just going to be like the Borg. I'll be one big collective. Mm-hmm. We won't have to release podcasts. People will just know what we would have said. Yes. It's a scary world. It's a scary world. But we will be back with the live show on January 8th. Until then, have a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful new year. Rage on. Just, uh, you know, avoid. Thank you, Moose. Avoid. <laughs> Moose agreed. He's saying Merry Christmas, too. That's him. Moose said, avoid the eggnog and try to enjoy your families. Yes. Later, everybody. Strikes back, a member of the Jingle bells, jingle all the way. I'm a planet to ride in my house up and play.